after I graduated college from Penn State University, I had a lot of debt. It took me years to pay it off, but when I finally did, it felt great. Now I don't owe anything. Maybe you know the feeling of paying off a big credit card bill or a mortgage or a loan. There's no more stress, no more phone calls, no more requests for payment in the mail. And when it comes to money, it's a great thing to get out of debt and not owe anybody anything. But when it comes to following Jesus as disciples, it's a little different. Paul says to the Romans in the second reading, owe nothing to anyone except to love one another. Owe nothing to anyone except to love one another. Getting out of debt to banks and loans and lenders, it's a good thing, and we should help each other to do that. But Paul is saying that as Christians, there's never going to be a point where we don't owe anybody anything. We actually will always owe something to others. We owe one another love. This is so important, it's actually part of our mission statement at St. Rose of Lima. Our mission statement is glorify God, follow Jesus, love one another, invite everyone. Glorify God, follow Jesus, love one another, invite everyone. It's who we are, and it's what we're about here at this family of faith. Loving one another means choosing the good of others. It means wanting the best for them for their sake. And ultimately, it means wanting them to have eternal life through the gift of God in Christ. You know, when we, have, when we have a financial debt to repay, there's often in the back of our minds a little voice that's like always there. And the little voice is kind of saying like, like remember to pay, remember what you owe, don't forget, keep on paying until you get down to zero. And that voice often comes with a lot of stress until we get to that point. Well, when our debt is to love one another, we should have in the back of our minds a little voice, but that little voice says, remember what you owe. Don't forget. Keep loving. There's no limit to how much you can love. Love, give, bless, encourage, care, reach out. And that voice does not come with stress. It actually comes with the opposite. It comes with hope and peace and excitement. Because that voice that prompts us to love is the Holy Spirit of Jesus. But let's be honest, right? Sometimes loving is really hard. Sometimes it feels really challenging to love, especially because there's so many people in the world, people in my office, people in my building, people in my school, people in my pew. How dare they? Our staff's taking up half the pews back there. Hello, staff of St. Rosalima. They'll be serving us after Mass. They'll be, they'll be owing love to you after Mass, giving you treats and snacks. So many people to love. How do I do it? This one person famously said, I love humanity. It's people I can't stand. Right? So the problem is, the problem of how to love everyone 
actually does have a solution. And the solution is to start small. To start small. Even in the gospel, Jesus talks about how to reconcile, not just with like, not just to how to be nice to someone, but like how do you reconcile with someone who's offended you, who sinned against you? And he says to start small. Go to that person alone. And then maybe bring one or two others after that. And then Jesus says, wherever there are two or three gathered in my name, there I am. Jesus also starts small when he sends his disciples two by two. Remember this? The first disciples go out two by two. Why does he do that? It's not just because they're, they're going to support each other in some hard journeys, but he did that so they would learn to love one another first, the person next to me, before I worry about loving people far away. He was giving them actually a little school of love, even in that act. So we start small in learning how to owe one another only love. Over the past year, you've heard me write and talk a lot about small groups and small group ministry at St. Rose of Lima. Being part of a small group that shares the journey of discipleship together This is something that we want to make a normal and natural part of our parish. And Archbishop Hebda thinks so too. As part of the synod, every parish in the archdiocese is inviting parishioners to learn more about small groups, and every parish is helping parishioners to consider forming their own small groups to walk together in faith and in love. The purpose of being in a small group is to grow in our relationship with Christ and to grow in our relationship with one another in love. Small groups at St. Rose are little communities in our big community. Even though a small group might read the Bible or might serve together, they aren't Bible studies and they aren't service ministries. They are just people who want to be together on the journey with God. Our new small groups are going to start in February, and that seems like a long way off, but it'll be here like tomorrow, believe me. But before that happens, we are hosting a formation series at St. Rose for potential small group leaders starting this month. And I want to ask each of you to consider being part of this very important series. Can let that sink in. Eight-second rule, right? Yes, I'm asking each of you to be part of this. But before I go on, I want to clarify and get maybe some misunderstandings out of the way. Okay, so first of all, just because you come to this formation series does not mean you are committing to lead a small group. There's no obligation. This, this is a time of learning, of discerning, okay? Secondly, For those who do discern to become small group leaders, you aren't going into the woods alone. Okay, our entire 11-person synod evangelization team exists so that you can feel comfortable and that you have the skills to succeed. It's not like you're just going to be sent off and doing doing your own thing for the next year or two years. It's like small groups are going to have 
the ability to check in with our team regularly for resources, for support, just for questions like, what do I do when this comes up? And someone will actually call you back, will write you back. So you won't be alone for those who are leaders. And thirdly, this is a really important misunderstanding to avoid. It's not the case that with our parish small groups that we're just going to put random people together. Okay, now there may be some small groups, so they, they want that. Like, yeah, our group, our group is just open to anybody, and we're fine with anybody who's joining come in. But I think most leaders are actually going to discern to invite people into their small group who are already part of their lives, people who are part of your circle of influence, maybe fellow parishioners, friends, family, uh, whoever you want to be connected to. And some of those people that you invite into your small group might not be parishioners, they might not be Catholic, and that's totally fine. It's how this is actually shaken out. It's going to be a good thing. So just a few misunderstandings to kind of put the rest there. At the end of Mass, you're going to hear a little bit more from our team who's going to invite you to stop by uh, the tables in church tonight and get some more information. And if you're ready to even sign up for that small group formation series happening later this month. I just want to say that from my vantage point as pastor, I am very excited for how parish small groups are going to revitalize our parish and help us love one another. I myself have been part of a a men's small group for 13 years, five guys, and I can tell you it's just transformed my entire life and how I walk with Christ. I, I know the power of what it means to be part of an intentional small group. So I hope that many of you will will sign up for this series in the fall, and I know it'll be helpful for anyone who attends, even if you aren't a leader, even if you aren't part of a small group in the winter, um, I know it's going to be really, really good for our community. So I invite you to to pray about that, to take a step in faith with that, and, and to be courageous. Jesus says, wherever two or three are gathered in his name, there he is in the midst of us. How awesome would it be for us to become a community of communities where we really know each other, we really walk together, we're really known to each other, and where we don't owe anything to anybody except to love one another.